0: Today's episode is called Grateful for Nothing. Hey guys, it's Amber, wife, mother, warrior, type A child of God. Here at Little Things, we examine everyday issues from a biblical perspective with one simple goal, to know and love God more. Thanks for joining me. It's been a year, hasn't it? A year and a half, really. How are you doing? Are things going pretty well? Family's all good. Health is good. Job is good. Finances are good. Relationships, yep, not too bad. Wow. If that's the case, you are so very, very blessed. What about the rest of you? Has it been a bit of a roller coaster? some pretty magnificent highs and pretty significant lows. Maybe they pretty much balanced each other out, so your status quo, you're hanging in there, you're, you're catching your breath, it's, it's all good. Some of you are at the lowest point you have ever been in your life. Something has happened in the last months or year. And it has changed everything. And it would be so easy right now to say, Well, God, thanks for nothing. I'm not seeing you in my life. I don't see any magnificent blessing. I'm not seeing things getting better. If anything, they have gone so much worse than I ever imagined they could go. I hope you haven't gotten there, but today's message is for those of you who have. A couple months back, I spoke at a funeral. One of the toughest funerals I have ever been part of. It was... A not good situation, and it took all of us off guard. And I told the story of a friend of mine, a dear, dear, godly friend of mine, who several years back now lost his son very unexpectedly. And we had stayed in touch, and we we had gone and um, been in his house many times, and. One day as we were leaving, this godly man said to me, Amber, I yelled at God this week. And I mean, I yelled at God. All the pain of this situation just came out, and I found myself just screaming at the top of my lungs. Where are you, God? How could you allow this to happen? What good? What good can possibly come out of this. And he said to me, you know, I'm not sure that was right for me to do. And I smiled and I said to him, God's got big shoulders. You're not the first person who's going to scream at God. And you're certainly not the last. But let me remind you of something. God's on your side. He's for you. He loves you. (laughs) Scream at him if you must. But he's got you. If you want to scream at somebody, scream at Satan. He's the one who brought sin and death into this world, he's the one who makes us doubt. At the end of the year, a lot of us are looking and our lives look considerably different than this time last year. Some of those changes have been so profoundly sad. There are people in our life, they were there at the beginning of the year and they are no longer there. Maybe it's because they died and there's no hope of reconciliation or maybe Things have just gone really, really sour. Where do we as Christians go with this? Well, I have two go-tos that I'm going to share with you when things are looking a little rough in my life. The first one is from Habakkuk chapter 3. Habakkuk says this, Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. The Sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. For Habakkuk, it was getting pretty bad. No food, no work, no income, total desolation. And Habakkuk is looking and saying, you know what? There's not a lot to thank you for, but you're still my strength. And I'm still here and moving because of you, God. So guess what? You are going to have my praise. Now, I don't know if your life has gotten that bad. I don't know if your cupboards are bare and you've lost everything. If you don't have the job that you once had, I I don't know. But even if that is where you are, God is still with you. And God can still work through even this. There are so many people who have ended up at the very, very bottom. And once they were there, something happened and it changed their life. And the rest of their life was considerably different than the first half. Look at even Job, who lost everything. The first half of his life was pretty good, he had a lot. He had sons and daughters. He had a wife. He had flocks and herds and land, and it was all taken away, and he found himself at the bottom of the heap. And after a time, the Lord blessed him with even more. My second go-to is from John chapter 6. Jesus had fed the people, and boy, did they love him. If there were emojis, there would have been hearts and double hearts and triple hearts and many hearts and We can't love this guy enough because he fed them. He was their bread king. They wanted a bread king. They wanted him to provide everything they wanted. They wanted happy, happy, happy. And for a time, he looked like he would make them happy, happy, happy. But then he started saying hard things. And when the teaching got hard and he wasn't who they thought that he was going to be, they got disillusioned and they turned away. And Jesus said to his disciples, You do not want to leave too, do you? And Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom should we go? You have the words of eternal life. Listen, I learned a long time ago that God was worthy of my loyalty. It can get pretty rough here on earth, right? There can be some pretty horrific things that happen, and we can experience a lot. But where else are you going to go? Who else loves you unconditionally the way God does? Who else promises to provide you with daily bread? Who else has your back? Who else has paid for your sins? Who else will never leave you alone. If we entered into marriage, those of us who are married, which is a very human covenant between two humans, hopefully the Lord is in there too, but if we say to one another, I'm going to stick with you through better or worse, through rich or poor, through sickness and health, isn't God worthy of the same loyalty even when things are the worst and it is the poorer and you are in sickness? I want to give you some perspective today. And this comes straight from Jesus. Jesus told the story of the rich man and Lazarus. And by all accounts, Lazarus' life was pretty crappy. He had nothing. He didn't have food. He was sick. There were sores all over his body. He didn't have a home. He had nothing in the world. And one day, after many days, after what might have seemed like forever, Lazarus died. There was no miracle. There was no cure or doctor or some wonderful group that came along and bandaged him and saved him. And happy, happy ending. He got better and lived happily ever after. That is not the way the story goes. He died after having this fairly tragic life of being a nobody who suffered and nobody stopped to help him, he died. From an earthly standpoint, that's tragedy on steroids. He was destitute. He was sick. He was just miserable. And then he died. But from God's perspective, he had eternity, heaven, total bliss, total healing, complete Fullness forever. He would never be hungry again. He was complete in every single way for eternity. It would never, ever, ever end. The rich man on the other end, he had it all for 40, 50, 60, maybe 70 years. We don't know. He had food and he had clothes and he had a mansion and he didn't share and he didn't care. He lived for himself. And then he died, and he went to eternal misery. If we're looking for heaven on earth, we are gonna be very, very disappointed, because it's not gonna happen. But we are looking, if we are looking at this life as we are just passing through, (laughs) we're visitors, we're pilgrims, And we know one day we'll be in our eternal home. This isn't our home. We're just camping out here for a little while. We're not going to get too restless. We're not going to get too weary. We're not going to get too overwhelmed by anything that happens. Why? Because this isn't our home. We're just passing through. We're just visiting. If we have that perspective, everything changes. Because Jesus made it so that this isn't our home. So that we have something to look forward to so that we don't have to put our stake in everything that's around us so that if our relationships are not all that we hoped that they would be, well, that doesn't have to kill us because you know what? God is with us. And eventually we will be with all the saints who, you know what? They struggled down here too. And if you are really struggling, because so much has been taken away from you this year, don't worry. Keep going. Because it's either going to get better here, or you are one step, one day, one year closer to being in heaven for eternity, and that's where it's all going to be right. I sincerely hope that as we're at Thanksgiving weekend, you have a million reasons to give thanks. I hope that you are looking at the place where you live and you are saying, God, you are so good. I have a roof over my head. And I hope that you have food in your cupboards. And I hope that you have health care and you have friends and loved ones and a church family. And I hope that you are able to worship But if that's not the case, I just want to remind you that God is worthy of your gratitude. Even if you can only find one reason to be grateful. And that is that he paid for your sins and prepared a home for you in heaven. You have something to look forward to. I want to end today with This amazing song that I've just been singing over and over and over for months now. I just, it's on my playlist constantly. And the first line just grabs me every single time. It's totally changed my perspective. It's made me change my point of view from earth to heaven many, many days When the things of earth just seemed too overwhelming, I could go to this song and my focus shifted to heaven and to what will be and to the time that we will be in that eternal rest. The song is by Phil Wickham, and it's called The Hymn of Heaven. If you haven't heard it, I I can't recommend it enough. I hope you'll go right now and go listen to it. It's just amazing and beautiful. But here are the words. How I long to breathe the air of heaven, where pain is gone and mercy fills the streets, to look upon the one who bled to save me and walk with him for all eternity. In every prayer we prayed in desperation, the songs of faith we sang through doubt and fear, In the end, we'll see that it was worth it when he returns to wipe away our tears. So let it be today we shout the hymn of heaven. With angels and the saints, we raise a mighty roar. Glory to our God who gave us life beyond the grave. Holy, holy is the Lord. Oh, there will be a day when all will bow before him There will be a day when death will be no more, standing face to face with he who died and rose again. Holy, holy is the Lord. Friends, I hope that this has filled you with hope, that you can shift your view from earth to heaven, that you can be filled today and always with gratitude because this is so very temporary, and what is to come is so much more. This has been Little Things, because in God's kingdom, the little things are the big things. You may think you are just one person, but trust me when I say each person's prayers are heard and each person's support matters. We appreciate each and every one of you. If you haven't yet, please take the time to rate and review Little Things today and share it with others. Thank you and God bless.